0: Hey there, stacker. Hope you're having a fantastic last week of the year. I'm Joe Salcihai, the co-host of the stacking Benjamin show across the card table from me for the last time in 2023. Mr. OG happy holidays, man.
2: I thought you said for the last time. I was like, wait, what?
0: what? <laughs> last time in 2023, I think we'll take a break until 2024 at this time. I've had enough of well,
2: 2023. We should take the rest of the year off. What do you think about
0: that? Oh, I'm all for it Two. B- Hand high in the air, like I just don't care. Uh, w- what are you going to be doing New Year's Eve?
2: Uh, going to bed early. Rose Bowl parade first thing in the morning.
0: You are. You will be in Pasadena, won't you? Yes, should be fun. Yeah, we are doing a murder mystery party at our house. Uh, we're going to have twelve people there, so it's it's going to be it? a going to be a fairly big people. Can you tell me in advance. I, well, this is actually pretty neat. It's called Murder at Midnight, and I bought it online. Anybody can find it. And it just comes with a USB drive that you plug in. But all the stuff, you have to print out a bunch of stuff. But what's cool is it says that it's replayable, and it plays between 4 and 20 people. But what's neat about it, OG, is that you have these little cutout pieces of paper that say not guilty or guilty. Well, only one piece of paper says guilty, and everybody gets their little booklet of who they are but they have two tracks if they're guilty or if they're not guilty so the game plays differently and nobody knows when when our guests walk in the door they're going to take one of those pieces of paper they'll look at it only the person who's guilty will know that they're playing the guilty track everybody else so i'll tell you how it went but it seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait i might
2: might steal that
0: yeah i'll just uh when i get done with it i'll just hand it across the table to you should be super cool that would be great yeah Hey, uh, uh, one thing we're going to hand off to everybody is one of our iconic episodes of every year is at the end of the first week of the year, we have our magic eight ball where our team, including uh, Paula Pant and Len Penzo, award winning blogger, Len Penzo, award winning podcaster, Paula Pant, get together with OG and Doug and I to predict the events Of the following year using a Walmart-purchased 8-Ball. The Magic 8-Ball was phenomenally good the first few years, and has been more around 500 the last couple years. Is the 8-Ball... As as one would expect. (laughs) Is the 8-Ball going to continue? I'll tell you what I like about this episode. We get to look back at last year like we did the last week of, of new recordings last week. But we also get to look into the future a little bit and have some great discussions, the five of us, about what we expect from the new year. But as a primer for that, is the last episode of this year, good to remind people of kind of where we're at, what we predicted. So we're going to play last year's Magic April episode. Always the longest, but one of the most fun episodes we have every year. So happy new year, OG, and against my better wishes... I hope that horrible school that you love across the state from my alma mater has a great day, New Year's Day.
2: It's going to be a tough game, but we're happy to be there.
0: Happy New Year, everybody. See you in
3: 2024. Bring out today! Bring out your one. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not He isn't. Well, he will be soon. He's very ill.
2: I'm
0: getting better.
2: No,
3: you're not. You'll be
0: stone dead in a moment. I can't take him like that. It's against regulations.
3: Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and you're in luck because today we're bringing out the genuine plastic Magic 8-Ball to predict the future. Heck, I mean, without that 8-Ball, we can't even predict the present. But let's see if I can predict who will join us on this episode. First, it's the guy behind this podcast, OG. And from LenPenzo.com, we welcome Erno Rubik designer of the rubik's cube you gotta be kidding me that guy's awesome i love oh actually no turns out getting him was a real puzzler so we just got len penzo and finally a special guest to be named later what does that even mean joe what does that mean yeah we'll find out and when we asked the magic eight ball whether this guy would host today's episode the omnipotent eight ball answered it is certain It's Joe Saul Seahine.
0: Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the first Friday of January. And if you're new here, you don't know what this means, but you're about to find out. It is our Magic Eight Ball episode. As Doug so brilliantly told us uh, in the introduction, we are about to prognosticate the future. First, we're going to take a look back at last year, though. But even before that, let's introduce this band of merry characters for the first time in 2023. First of all, gentlemen across the card table from me, it's my good friend OG. How are you, buddy?
2: Oh, yeah, we're going to do that again. Two-time defending champion, <laughs> dude, from across the card table. So, oh. take two. Our
0: take mystery, two. Gu- our mystery guest missed that. Missed that piece. But we will, we will introduce them later. But yes, two-time defending. Sorry. We'll be starting, by the way, our trivia challenge, OG, in two weeks. We're not doing that today. I think this episode's going to be long enough. And then uh, next week, we have a special guest. But in two weeks, it will resume where the guy deep under Los Angeles is looking for revenge. All dressed up, ready with the eight ball. It's Mr. Len Penzo. How are you, man? Happy New Year.
4: Well, oh, happy new year. Happy new year to everyone out there. And, uh, I am excited, extremely excited for this. Uh, I've been working out the eight ball the past couple days. I will say this eight ball is not quite on his game this morning. I gave a few test questions. He hasn't done very well. Just standard. Let me try one more just real quick here, just to get a one final calibration and we'll see if the eight ball is going to be ready for today. Or yeah, but not.
0: Len, just just to be clear, I mean, this thing should be ready for financial questions. Asking is there enough lasagna to the eight ball it doesn't really help. I mean, let's be realistic.
4: <laughs> let's find out, shall we? Magic eight ball. I'm going to give it a really a softball question here. Is schnitzel the national flower of Germany? Is schnitzel the national flower of Germany?
3: Be determined at this time.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> there you go. That is. It's it's non-committal. That is not good. That is not good. Ask it this one, Len. Do we have a special guest here for the magic eight ball?
3: Now is not the right time to tell
0: you. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Next thing you know, it's going to ask us for a raise, Len. Like, give me your and time off before I answer <laughs> any of this stuff.
4: Uh-oh, uh, we're in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, the good news is we do have a special guest, and it's somebody that uh, longtime stackers know from Afford Anything, believe it or not. Paula Pant is here.
1: I am so happy to be joining for the Magic 8 Ball. This is a tradition. Like, I I wouldn't miss this any more than I would miss... Thanksgiving dinner or, uh, or, or Christmas or putting on a costume every Halloween. I mean, <laughs> this is a, a standard. This is this is baked into my year as the Magic 8-Ball moment. Paula, you left the
0: roundtable for your hiatus back in August. We've been now here prepping for this interview for about 20 minutes. How much has it changed? How much has the show changed? The level of our discussion changed. <laughs> the hijinks.
1: I see the, the intellectual caliber of, right. of what happens behind the scenes is, uh, as high as it has always been. <laughs> nice. Paul's
0: like, yeah, I'm glad I left for the last four and a half months and, uh, you're all the same idiots that you were before. Oh, I just
4: hope your hiatus is, is much better after four months off. I, I hope it's, it's all, you know, you're feeling much better now. It's all cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> Your hiatus is it okay
1: <laughs> it's uh you know i think it's gonna persist for about five more months and then after that uh after that it'll be it'll be um in the past a relic of the past
4: well godspeed I- i'm praying for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> thoughts and prayers, Paul. Thoughts and prayers <laughs> <laughs> on,
0: on, uh, I know on Afford Anything You're going to be on your amazing podcast Afford Anything You are going to be uh, having a discussion about this About how kind of the process has been going You are in Well, for everybody who's
1: new to this show Tell everybody what you're doing right now While you're taking a break Sure. Yes. I am doing a fellowship in economics journalism at Columbia University. So it is a very intense, very rigorous one-year fellowship in which I deep dive into the study of financial journalism, economics journalism, business journalism. I'm learning from some of the most impressive, established journalists in the field, Uh, you know, people with with long Careers at the Financial Times, at Bloomberg, um, I mean, you know, insert major media outlet here. The course combination that I'm in—it's corporate finance and accounting. We're learning statistics, a lot of like business rigor, but then there are also some very heavy journalism seminars on how do we tell stories about this in print format, in audio format, uh, all of the above. So I'm, I'm learning a lot. It's fantastic, I think. And then you come back to Stacking Benjamins, and this is almost
0: like, you know, your thesis, being here with us then, after <laughs> all of that.
1: Yes. Exactly. You know, well, one day somebody will be saying, you know, I, I went to Columbia and I met one of the members of Stacking Benjamins. Yes, That's-
0: right. Uh, you know, Bloomberg, Stacking Benjamins, insert outlet here. Yes, <laughs> exactly. absolutely.
3: Exactly. All right.
0: For for everybody who is new, what you don't know is before we get into this, we have a little a little thing that we always like to talk about first. Paula, do you know what it is we like to talk about first before we dive in?
1: Um, do we do we discuss who's sponsoring the episode? Well, maybe, maybe.
0: I didn't expect you to call it, but let's go. <laughs> this episode sponsored by State Farm that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. It doesn't change, does it, Paula? That is exactly where we put the people that sponsored the episode. (laughs) We got the magic eight ball here in the wings. So let's get started. All right, for those of you new to this show, every year we ask uh, Len Penzo's Magic 8-Ball questions about the economy, about the world, about uh, changes, things that uh, may occur. In the early years, the Magic 8-Ball was right on. Then it went through a little struggle. However, during that struggle, it did some wild stuff. A year before, over a year before the election... No, about a year before the election, we asked it if Donald Trump would win. And remember, Len, it said yes. We were all like, there was no way in 2016 that was going to happen. And of course, that was amazing. That ended up happening. That was a call by the Magic 8-Ball, among many calls. Uh, So this year, we asked it our normal slate of questions. And Paula, you kicked it off. This was the question you asked last year.
1: All right. So my question to your magic eight ball, who I have just learned goes by the name Mr. Predicto. In the year 2022, at any point between January 1st through December 1st, will any Latin American nation, meaning any nation in Central America or South America. Other than El Salvador, <laughs> except cryptocurrency as an official form of payment? Will the government of that nation announce that it accepts any cryptocurrency as an official form of payment?
0: Before we get to what the Magic 8-Ball actually says, let's pause it right there, guys. Uh, first of all, I forgot that we named the 8-Ball last year.
4: Well, uh, yeah, that's its name.
0: <laughs> Mr. Predicto. I forgot that too. Mr. Predicto? Yes, that's its name.
1: Yeah. Could we come up with something better, like Harold
0: <laughs> or or Jim or something?
1: You know, Len, I was thinking earlier when you were describing the eight balls accuracy because you kept referring to the pronoun as he, and I I was thinking, I was like, did we ever establish that the pronoun is a guy? But I guess we did last year when we named him Mister Predicto. I guess we I guess we must have. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, well we have. his
4: name is stamped prominently on the top of the of, of his head, so yes, yeah, so I, I think it's we don't have much choice in the matter.
0: It has to. Well, uh, we'll spend a lot more time later in this show going into the canon behind Mr. Predicto. (laughs) I can see longtime fans. That's not canon. Are you kidding me? (laughs) No, remember? It's his second marriage, Mr. Predicto. What we found out actually in exploring this answer was a year ago, we did not realize that in 2021 that uh, Argentina had actually already accepted the the the, it's Argentina
2: and exe- Central America though.
0: No, it no. was any Latin American nation. Latin she America. Asked. The question was Latin and America, and she defined that as Central or South America.
2: Oh, I didn't see the Central or Southern.
0: Uh, the answer then is no. No new country actually accepted uh, crypto last year. Uh, could you imagine that? Like August of this year, as crypto is crashing, all the <laughs> all. <laughs> A sudden, like Venezuela goes, Hey, what do we got to lose? <laughs> Our economy's crap already. <laughs> we'll accept crypto. We'll accept your brother-in-law's Ford. We'll accept whatever the hell you want to throw at us. We will take it. Well, here's what, here's what the answer was from the eight ball. Definitely. Yes. Cool. Oh, wow. So the the ball <laughs> said, yes. Eight ball, Len, getting off to a slow start here. The answer is well. This is this is, this
4: is disappointing. Maybe the eight ball uh, misunderstood the question, I, like like uh, we just did. I, I don't know. I'm I'm boy. This is not good.
0: That's what we're going to hope for, Len. We're we're hoping <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hope this is all just a big misunderstanding. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Never good to get off on a bad start like that.
0: Well, you asked it a question next, so let's uh, oh, let's did. see. Yeah, what question did you ask it for? Twenty twenty. I don't know.
4: Okay, so my question is if, obviously the inflation's around, but will the CPI print double digits in any month in twenty twenty two?
0: We had, by the way, variations on that question for in the in the Facebook group. Uh, Mark and Mike also asked. So I go into all the people that wanted to know this because Len, this idea about inflation last year, it was on everybody's everybody's mind as we were ending the year, and man. Maybe, Len, it should have been been on our minds even more, huh? Looking at what happened this last year. Well,
4: what was the answer? I I, I don't think it did, did it? I I don't think inflation officially printed a double-digit number.
0: Yeah, the answer is luckily no, but man, we got almost there, didn't we? We got so close so many times.
4: I don't know. You know, looking at my grocery bill, I would swear that it was double digits, but hey. And right. the sandwich, as the sandwich survey showed, right? The sandwich survey showed was double digits, but I think that's the sandwich, not the CPI.
0: I think the sandwich survey might be a better indicator of inflation than the CPI. Just showing I think so. Just showing your and my confidence in the consumer price index. Doesn't,
2: doesn't CPI exclude food and energy? Yes, it isn't does. It whole, does.
4: <laughs> isn't that that's just a whole. great?
2: The whole BS he thing does. about the whole thing. It's like, no, no, inflation's only four percent. It's like, but you're not including the <laughs> in the t- two of the three major expenditures in made, a in a person's life. life. Yes. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> eat and heat my house. Like, well, yeah, that's really expensive, but inflation is not. So but yeah,
0: oh gee, whenever they do CPI, they need your theme. They they, they need the music.
2: Yeah. Here's yeah, play here's it. the real CPI number seven <laughs> percent
0: it is magically so yeah all right let's see exactly what the uh eight ball did say Len, the answer is no luckily it doesn't mean it wasn't bad it was we felt inflation big time but the cpi never reached double digits but did the eight ball call that one
3: definitely yes <sighs>
0: It was a confident one then. I mean, that was super confident that the CPI was going to be. Well,
4: you know what? They were kind of creeping up when I asked the question, but I didn't think it would ever get to double digits. But uh, Mr. Predicto did think, (laughs) Mr. Predicto did say, think so. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe he was looking at the sandwich survey and not looking at the CPI. I I was going to say, can we, yeah,
0: can we go on the record and say, we believe Mr. Predicto more than the CPI? Can we? Can we, can we do that? <laughs> Let's please do that. All right. Uh, next up, OG, was your question. Let's hear what you asked the eight ball.
2: Got this one from the audience at home. Will Congress, we'll just say Congress, the, the collective, will they kill backdoor Roth contributions? Yeah, oh, proverbial man. Proverbial Yeah, good one. IRA, yeah. then you convert it to a Roth. Will they kill it in, uh, well, between now and uh, the end of the year?
0: This is so funny that uh, OG, you'd ask that because I know as we were ending 2021, this was a big deal. Remember, guys, that we thought backdoor Roth was going to go away, and that wow, this is going to be
1: big 2022 news. <laughs> and looking back, we're like, does, came a does bunch it... of
2: nothing burger.
1: <laughs> of all of the things that we could have been worried about for 2022, right. Right. we chose that one. <laughs> I remember
0: a year into COVID r- remembering that uh, Kobe died just before COVID hit and like remembering that Kobe Bryant died and thinking that that would be a big, big thing for that year. And then right after that, the economy shut down. Don't get me wrong. It was a, a big deal with the superstar dying. But the fact that I didn't even remember it shows shows how little that was. Uh, the answer to this one, of course, was they did not. Oh, kill the backdoor Roth. So that gives people some. Some uh, there's still time, (laughs) (laughs) they could kill it anytime now. So, the answer is no, they did not. Let's see what the eight ball did with this. Everything points to no, no, they will not kill it. How about there we go? So, the answer was no, and the eight ball making a comeback here, Len. Uh, (laughs) finally gets on the board. good things to come uh,
4: well this is this is we've set the bar low i guess for the next round so that's good
0: that's- <laughs> oh, well we will see we we don't know i mean yeah things are rolling i asked a question here that uh comes from our community this was a uh, wesley who's a stacker in our facebook group the basement and he asked this one Will the Fed have more than one rate hike in 2022? I think Ooh. I think that's a great question, Wesley. So that I'm gonna. gonna ask that one. I do. <laughs>
1: Will the Fed have more than one rate hike? Remember when we were so young and innocent?
0: <laughs> uh, just a second. This is the uh, this is what I think about the Fed and one rate hike. <laughs> yeah, Paula, that would have been great. One rate hike. Imagine how that would have been. <laughs>
1: We would have celebrated a uh, rate hike day, like a once a year tradition, kind of like recording the Magic Eight Ball episode. It's the one time a year it happens.
0: It did feel like that after a while, OG. Like it was hey, remember that time we had a rate hike? Remember that? I mean, we really over that what, seven, eight year stretch, got into this got into this nice mode.
2: Yeah, there weren't weren't too many, if any for that matter. And now uh now, now it's a party every six weeks, whether we want it or not
0: what's that thing uh rate hikes are like Chicago elections raise them early and often was what was what the fed thought this year so let's see what the fed not what the fed said let's see what the eight ball said did they hey, before did they, you
4: do this joe yes. before you do this i mean this is a good check of the consistency of uh, the eight ball right because the eight ball thought there was going to be double digit cpi inflation so wouldn't you would think that it would predict multiple rate hikes correct tons of rate think. hikes Yes, you would think. So so I'm anxious to see what it did.
0: Yes. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's take a look. The answer is
3: unclear.
0: Come on. We will. Try again. We will try again, 8-Ball. We will. We didn't say mister. I would not
3: count on it. Oh.
0: Would not count on it when pressed. Len, and it turns out that that was uh, just a bit outside. <laughs> I hate
4: when it answers questions in the negative. You know, it kind of makes me have to think twice. So the question was whether there could be multiple multiple rate hikes, right? And it said, so it said, no, there would not be multiple rate hikes.
0: Correct? No, there would not be multiple rate hikes. Yes, yeah, you're right. Double negative. There would yeah. not be multiple. So,
1: th- rate so there hikes. would only be one rate hike. Yeah. Yes. So protected. this thing,
4: so it isn't consistent. He well, really no. Up.
1: no,
0: we could have asked it. We could have asked it. Is Jerome Powell consistent? And if it would have said no, <laughs> then, then it would have been fine. We never asked that it that. Maybe
2: consistently it, accurate about uh, Powell.
0: Yeah. Maybe it thinks that Powell is, uh, doesn't know what he's doing. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, at the end of round one, we've got the world three magic eight ball one. This is not great, not a great start for 2022. Of course, 2022, when it comes to the stock market and everything else, all we talked about, Paula, was uncertainty this year. Apparently, even an eight ball was pretty uncertain when it comes to 2021 <laughs> or 2022.
1: Maybe it was hedging its bets.
0: That's it. I think it was a good year to hedge its <laughs> bets. Yeah. All right. Uh,
1: second round, Paula, let's see what you asked the eight ball. At any point in the year 2022, prior to December 1st, we'll say, for the, the sake of having a definitive cutoff date, between January 1st to December 1st, 2022, will Congress pass a rule, whether or not it goes into effect, will they pass a rule in which they outlaw, ban, change, the 1031 exchange?
0: Another thing, Paula, that we thought that uh, was going to be a big deal Wow, year.
1: You know, is the magic eight ball off or is it us? <laughs> it
0: might be. <laughs> I don't know, but at the time, it's amazing about what was on our mind, you know, rolling into 2022, like, wow, all these big changes, none of which happened, uh, were all the thing. And I guess, OG, taking a break from the hilarity of looking back a year ago, seriously, this is why you don't plan on what might happen, right? Why you do not base your financial plan on what Congress might do.
2: I think you have to pay attention to it and you have to have some sort of contingency plan, or at least what if scenarios, right? You know, different, different organizations, they might call them like red teams or something like that, where they go, okay, well, what happens if this thing goes completely sideways? Kind of game plan it. But I don't think that it's a really good exercise to plan, especially out beyond a year or two. We're starting to think about the tax law changes that sunset in 2026. And it's like, okay, that's so far away in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's another election cycle and a half away uh, that there's, there's there's so much that's going to go on between now and then that I don't know that it's that you use a lot of really good creative energy and, and trying to game plan for what 27 looks like at this point to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Do what's in front of you.
0: Let's see what the eight ball said. The answer is no, that it did not. They did not kill the ten thirty one exchange Paula. So let's see what the eight ball said.
1: Mr. Predicto.
3: The answer is yes. Ooh. Wow. I'm just, I was just
0: 31. glad. I have a question. You said you were warming up the eight ball this year, which I think is good news because I feel like last year you just fed it eggnog leftovers from the holidays. Eight ball seems to be on a uh, bender. This here. is
4: embarrassing, Joe, Joe, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I mean this yeah. is worse than a coin flip. I mean you couldn't coin flip this and get
2: killed. That that's that's what we could do this year is we could give it you know put them in timeout. Put the 8 ball in timeout. It's just the it's the annual coin flip episode.
1: We could do a competition, 8 ball versus coin flip. See if its cousin the coin
0: flip beats it. Hey, yeah. hey it's there's a long way to go. Isn't there like seven questions left let's Oh
4: yeah,
2: it can positive. come
0: back. Yeah. Yes it could.
2: Still oh. a chance. Kind of like Paula's uh, trivia score in like July. It's like, well, there's a chance. <laughs>
1: oh, it can happen. So you're saying there's a chance. Statistically.
0: <laughs> I swear to God, OG's brought up uh, last year's trivia competition now three times. Just it. Just <laughs> it's never ending. OG, oh, gee, is that the trophy behind you? Is that the trophy? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it, it apparently does not know, Paula, any of it. It's over two on your questions. Len, let's move on to you and see what you asked the eight ball. I have one related to housing, too.
4: My question is Is the average U.S. housing price in 2022 going to be more or less than what it was at the end of the year in 2021? So basically I'm asking is home prices, the average US home price gonna fall.
0: I'm always just wondering how are we gonna measure that? Do we have a a measurement? Well, some
4: I know case, I've seen. It case before. shiller home price index? I know I've seen I've seen articles where they say the average, or it could be the median too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It depends on when he's to be, but yeah, we'll I've be seen to that.
0: That. We actually went with uh the average sales price of houses sold in the United States off of Fred at the St. Louis Fed is what we ended up agreeing to. And uh Len, this is another thing we were worried about was that housing prices were gonna fall. I remember Paula, you and I having a discussion about this where you know, obviously, with your real estate course that people can take that opens up once a year, the uh, mm-hmm. number of people that ask you questions about real estate, I remember you always saying that you thought that real estate was going to quote normalize. Mm-hmm. It sure feels. Like, that's kind of, as of right now, what's really happened. Like, you do have to stage your house again to get it to sell. There will be a few months. You are going to have to work it a little bit. Like, you're not going to get this insanity of 15 offers over ask price in most communities.
1: Right, exactly. It it normalized. So now we're, um, you know, home prices have not fallen. They've continued to rise. But rather than rising at unsustainable rates, which is what they were doing uh, in 2020 in 2021, they are now rising at slow, sustainable rates. So yeah. home prices keep going up, but in a way that can sustain over time.
0: Len, I know hanging out there in the bunker with you that when they talk about housing price insanity, you live in an area that's, I mean, there's a bullseye where you live. I've got to imagine that the last uh, you know 10 years, you've seen housing prices just skyrocketing where you live.
4: Yeah, like a rocket ship, they have uh, gone up. Now in my neighborhood, the prices actually peaked in May, and they've been dropping slowly. So um, they,
0: they've actually dropped. They have dropped.
4: Yes. Uh, so I think one house in my neighborhood. It, there was a house that sold for over a million, uh, and that's when I told the honeybee. I said, "I, I think the market has topped," and uh, that was in May. Since then, the prices have dropped about twenty percent. Uh, from that Hmm. number right now. So that's uh, since May.
0: Is that because people would have to be your neighbor? Is that why prices (laughs) have dropped?
4: (laughs) You stepped outside
2: wearing that hat.
4: If they knew that, (laughs) the prices would plummet even more.
2: I just read in the Wall Street (laughs) Journal the other day that Fannie Mae and the FHA are increasing the conforming limits in the high-cost living areas up to over a million now. And what that means is that to get a million-dollar mortgage is no longer a jumbo mortgage. You're just a regular old schmo, just like every other mortgage, according to the government, which means that you can get a million dollar mortgage with a 620 credit score and 3% down. And I wonder the impact that that's going to have on those already high cost of living areas when the barrier to entry that used to be, you know, you need to qualify for a mortgage with a higher credit score. It's got to be a jumbo. You're putting 20 or 30% down, which is you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And now you can go get a mortgage, a million dollar mortgage for 30 grand down and and a 620 credit score. I mean, you still have to qualify from an income standpoint, but.
4: Sure. And the jumbo rates are higher too, right? Jumbo rates are higher than conforming rates.
2: They are, yeah. So now
4: they won't have to pay those higher rates.
2: Yeah, still maybe some PMI perhaps or something like that. But um, I just wonder how that's going to affect the already high cost of living areas. It's going to exacerbate. Are issues. you
0: asking what could possibly go wrong with, with that? <laughs> So the answer to the magic eight ball should be no, that uh, prices are not lower at the end of 2022 than they were at 2021. They are, they are higher nationwide according to the St. Louis fed. Let's see what the eight ball had to say. Definitely. Yes. And the eight ball goes uh, the opposite way again. I think you're onto something with the coin flip, guys.
4: <laughs> I think this is the worst ever start getting out. How many rights so
0: far? One? One. Uh-huh. Eightball, hey, uh, why don't you come down to HR and uh, just, you know, <laughs> bring the stuff from your desk while you're here and your employee key card. Oh,
4: yeah, my that'd Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, All Lord. right.
0: We're, we move on to, oh, gee, you had the next question, and here's an interesting one. Tech stocks have just been crazy, right? NASDAQ,
2: Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, that whole deal. So uh, very simply, will the NASDAQ QQQ, will it outperform the S&P next year?
0: Wow, OG, what a question. Like if we knew what an explosive question that was going to be this year about tech stocks, the month of November, as we're recording this, we just got the report that uh, 50,000 people laid off at uh, some of the biggest tech companies, way more than the previous month, which I believe was either fourteen or 19,000 people laid off. Not huge for the economy overall for November, but for that sector and how loud it was. How many people know that all these tech companies laying off people, that that was, uh, uh, that was big. Tech OG was definitely where you didn't want to be. Weird how that works. How there's like
2: cycles, not always the same thing all the time.
0: (laughs) Are you are you saying that that the fact that we had a stock market that just went uh, straight up the past ten years might not be a thing? Weird. Let's see exactly what the eight ball had to say. The answer is, of course, no. The S and P five hundred beat the Nasdaq. the The Nasdaq did not outperform the S and P five hundred. Here's what it had to say.
3: Everything points to know.
0: Well. Got it right. How about that? Is it the comeback, Len? Are we having a comeback?
2: OG's oh, questions are two for two. Let the record reflect.
0: <laughs> Everything's
2: a competition, and I'm winning again. Yes. i cautiously optimistic.
0: Well, if, if, if the eight ball thinks, Len, that uh, playing favorites... Is since OG won the trivia challenge last year, like, as the way to keep your job. Really? I, I didn't know that. Did you win? Did you win trivia? OG?
2: Turns out. Did you? With time to spare, as a matter of fact.
0: <laughs> but as you know, Len, as you know at work, nobody likes the suck up, right? Nobody. Nobody. If the eight ball's just sucking up to OG, nobody likes the suck up.
4: Uh, well, you know what? Let's just take this and be thankful we got one right and uh, two right now. <laughs> two, and let's right <laughs> Too right. And let's build on this. I'm sure Paul <laughs> learned about building on little successes in her at Columbia.
0: Yes. I'm sure that's what they talk about all the time.
1: <laughs> that kind of motivational uh, rah-rah. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard much of that. Not yet.
0: I'm sure that's later in the curriculum, right? It's got to be. Okay. So I asked a question then, uh, which was not about the NASDAQ. Well, let's listen in. I'm going to go with Kathy's question from the basement here. Will the performance of the S&P 500 in 2022 be greater than it was in 2021? Oh, my goodness. Are we going to have more than plus 25 this year? Wow!
1: Are we going to have more than plus 25? (laughs) I love our questions. Wow. (laughs) You could have made a round of financial decisions based on doing the inverse of what our questions implied and what the eight ball answered. It just, it, it, that's just, that, that's just like asking
0: like in 1999, will AOL stock beat the 97% it had this year in 2000? Will Pets.com outperform? <laughs> right. Pets.com going to go even further north. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask Jeeves.
0: Yeah. Well, the answer to this obviously was no. And I think even at the time, I mean, did you hear us? We all went, wow, like what could it, could it really get better? So will the S&P 500 be greater? Clearly that is a no. Let's see if the magic eight ball was on board.
3: The signs say no. Will
0: there we go. How about that, Len? There's a resurgence. Did we just have to maybe, maybe got it a sandwich partway through or what happened?
4: I don't know, but you know what, this is two stock market questions in a row and it nailed both of them. So, uh, you know, maybe, you know, this is where its expertise really lies. It's, Mr. A, Predicto.
0: it's a, it's a, it's a sector thing. Yes. Yes.
4: <laughs> Keep those stock market questions
0: coming. That's exactly what it is, Paula. Like in journalism, you said it's like business and finance journalism, period. Like you're not doing sports stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. You, uh, there are four concentrations that you can choose from. It's business or finance, (laughs) science, uh, arts and culture or politics. So you, you pick your concentration and boom, you immerse in just that.
0: For those people not watching the YouTube video, uh, Len has the sorting hat on right now. So maybe that's, maybe that's, that's part of it. You've sorted it down to just stock market inadvertently. I don't know. It's bad when we're starting to make It's bad we're starting to make excuses (laughs) for the eight ball. It's like at that party when somebody really steps in, it with something they said and everybody's like, Hey, just, it's going to be okay. (laughs) I I think grandma didn't really mean that.
4: Mr. Predicto's making a comeback. Let's think positive (laughs) here. Things are looking up.
0: Yeah, here we go. Which means we're on round three now. And
1: uh, Paula, you kicked off the third round with, uh, well, here we go. Will there be a change on the British Royal throne? at the highest level of the British Royal throne at any point in 2022 prior to December 1st. Wow.
0: Before we uh, hear the rest of that, what a change, Paula. What a
1: change. I regret asking the question. I mean, wow. Oh, you think you were responsible?
0: (laughs) You get a-
1: <laughs> I, I don't claim that level of uh, influence. You get a call? Uh, sometimes, be, sometimes being prescient isn't always preferred. I just want to make sure Paula doesn't
4: ask any Mr. Predicto any questions about me in 2023. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you get a call
0: from Meghan Markle. Thanks for getting rid of her. <laughs> oh. No. Oh.
3: no. No. maybe not
0: probably probably (laughs) not was that in bad taste i'm sorry megan i apologize uh just because she might think it doesn't mean she would have said it so let's see so obviously there was a big change on the throne and a new a new season the crown by the way anybody watching the crown and i'm hearing all kinds of negativity about it saying yeah this is not truthful like they're they're doing some stuff that is isn't really real. I'm like, really? A TV show on Netflix, and it's not real.
2: That's, that's, you don't say, huh? Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's, that's pretty weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, was there going to be a change on the crown? The answer was yes, obviously. Eight ball said.
1: It is a strong possibility.
0: Oh, got to go with yes. Mm, that's that's a, yes. a yes. I think that's a yes. yes. That's a yes. That was the most tepid yes we had from the eight ball all day. But 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 we're like, we'll take it. He squeaked over the line. Yep. (laughs) Everything is a win there. So that means now eight ball now up to. Four. Four. Wow. Really? That was a quick turnaround. Four right, five wrong. (laughs) We're still. Wait, we just went through Uh that that good run and
4: we're still behind. Okay. Well, that's all right. I know.
0: But still just the fact, the eight balls, even in it, all we've done so far, the show is bitch about the eight ball. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, <laughs> I'm Take sitting that. right here. Yes. Three impressive calls defending its honor in quite a way. Well, Len, as the caretaker of the eight ball, you asked the next one. So let's see if the trend continues.
4: It's something precious metals related. I want to know, I'm going to think big again. I, I struck out with the gold miners in 2021 this year. I'm going with silver. Very simply. I want to know, will the price of silver pass its all time high? And then some this year uh, in 2022, will it reach $50 or more? Please,
0: please. (laughs) Before we, before we do that, Len, tell us what happened with silver this year.
4: Uh, it, Took a dump, (laughs) and let me just say this: that my miners did crappy in twenty (laughs) twenty one, and my miners did crappy in twenty twenty two. So I'm I'm uh, this is just terrible.
2: Are you gonna double down? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice,
4: nice. Let me just say again: I've always said these; those are my speculate; those are just my play money, my speculate, and I only put up what I can afford to lose.
0: And lately, it's been.
4: I've been losing all a lot. of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's the thing, Len. Seriously, based on the why people would buy silver, it just doesn't compute that it didn't hit an all-time high. It sure seems like after the run that we had and the so much uncertainty. Why silver didn't get there this year is. Well, let's,
4: let's, you have to look at, there's two different markets in precious metals, gold and silver, especially. There's a paper market and a physical market. So if you wanted to sell or buy physical metal, gold or silver, uh, silver premiums, which is the price over spot, were up as high as 75 to 100% this year. So even though the spot price was at 17 or $18 at the low point this year, you try going onto a, any retailer, online retailer, or going into a pawn shop or or wherever to buy gold or silver, you would still be getting or buying at uh, seventy five to one hundred percent over that spot price. So you couldn't find, for example, American Silver Eagles for anything less than thirty six to forty dollars, even though the spot price was at seventeen. So there's a difference there between physical and silver price.
0: Boy, I remember uh, speaking to one of the foremost experts in silver and and he, he was telling me just a couple of years ago, Len, just about how frustrating silver can be. Like it, he just warned anybody getting into silver. He said, this will frustrate you to no end, that it will go up. And you're like, why the hell did it go up? And it will do nothing when you think it should do something. And this is a guy that knows a lot about silver, that that's an unpredictable market was his yeah. point.
4: And the other thing is it it silver tends to make its moves all in a very short time frame. It's either you've you're on board when it makes its move or you're not. Just because the the move happens usually so quickly within months. Whereas gold if you're worried about the you know silver and roller coasters and losing your lunch over price moves, stay away from silver but you still want the protections of physical precious metals then you want to move to gold because gold is much more stable. It doesn't have those huge swings in prices. I mean, it can really, it, it you better be a very strong constitution if you're investing or speculating in, in silver.
0: So the question was, will silver reach an all time high and then some by reaching $50 or more? The answer is no, it did not. Let's see if the eight ball continues the trend and ties it up. Right. Or we- have retirement. On the hook.
3: That is a likely outcome. No. Oh! I like
0: it! And, uh, Unbelievable. Yeah. It, uh, My goodness. It, it did not. It goes down by two. The good news is we got two questions left, though, guys. Yes. OG, let's keep our momentum going, because we know that this eight ball can come back. We need you. We need you, OG. Uh, let's see what OG asked the eight ball.
2: Let's do your tour, then. Uh, will Joe
0: hit... 42 cities on his book tour. Let's find out. The question was, would I hit 42 cities? Why does it say 37 in these notes?
2: Why does it say that in the thing?
4: How many cities did you hit? I hit, I
0: hit 42. I did hit 42 cities, but did you really? (laughs) (laughs) totally feels
2: like he's making it up. But did you truly hit 42 cities?
1: Are you defining Minneapolis and St. Paul as separate cities?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the answer is it was 40, but I made a couple extra appearances. By the way, OG, you joined me at some of those. Thank you very much. That was fun. For you. You toured uh, Texas with me and then went over to Atlanta with me. That was super fun. Of course, came to the kickoff in Texarkana, where our cake said that it was a celebration of state. Remember that because the woman who decorated the cake couldn't spell. It's always it's always good when you go get your cake, and uh, they've got the name of the book wrong on the celebration.
4: <laughs> what did it say? The Millionaire Next Door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It was, it was the simple path. (laughs) Probably not. No, it just said state, not stacked. It said state. Yeah. It It was great. And then Paula, you, you, we had so much fun on the East coast. That was a blast.
1: Yeah. We went to, uh, you and I, I, I have, what five cities together? Six cities together? Something like that?
0: Yeah, Boston, New York, Philly, uh, DC, Baltimore, and then I came to Chicago, didn't I? And then you did come to Chicago. OG was in Chicago. Yeah, yeah ev- actually, everybody was in Chicago except, unfortunately, Len. I, I think you had an obligation then. Yeah, but but we had almost the whole gang there. Uh, that Chicago venue was amazing. That was gorgeous. Just amazing. Michigan Avenue, way up high, overlooking uh, Lake Michigan and downtown, just, just beautiful. But we don't need to go on about that. The answer was yes, I did go to at least 40 cities. And the answer here from the eight ball.
3: The answer cannot be found at this
0: moment.
2: Yeah, it's because it was a vague question. It's a, you know, it's like on ah, 42, I'm, I'm going to say, can I give you a lee- some leeway? Say more than thirty-seven.
0: Oh, here we go. You
2: actually gave us leeway.
0: There you
3: go.
0: Yeah, do we thirty-seven. Make- the 30 answer is definitely yes. Yeah, you might be. Make-
3: the answer is no. Ooh,
0: <laughs> F- you, Paul. <April. laughs>
4: well, uh, you know what? Uh, h- how many cities did you go to, Joe?
0: At least forty, but there were a couple extras. I went to Economy. <laughs> we had the kickoff date in Texarkana, so I think I went to forty-two. And and by the way, I pointed out O.G. and Paula Len. You and I had a blast in San Diego, and then again in L.A. Those were some fun tour stops.
4: You know, I know you would have invited me to more, but the appearance fee I was charging you was was I know it was a little <laughs> was, high. I, I promise next high. time I'll, I'll 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 comp you the appearance fees. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thanks. Make it better on book number two. Yeah, that was difficult. You know what was. I actually, it was funny. Uh, Len really hemmed and hawed when I had to ask him for a ride. I was, I was hitchhiking back to Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, I was going to
4: put a little extra on there, but no, I thought, <laughs> I thought the appearance fee was, was already killing it.
0: Yeah, we, we had a blast in both of those. Well, in in all the cities we went to. Thanks to everybody who came out. But the bad news, Len, is that uh, it got another one wrong, which means we only have yeah, one. Well, left. you know
4: what? I'm going to file that one under protest because uh, you know, OG had the right question the first time and then he clarified it. And, you know, I'm going to stick up for Mr. Predicto today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you tell I him. I think by my calculation, it still would have been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it have been?
4: Well, I don't know. Economy, does that count? I mean, you were referring to your book Stacked.
0: Well, it was 37 and I went to 40, at least 40. You could say yeah, The original question
4: was 42.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is like every other episode of Stacky Benjamins. This one's (laughs) under protest. We'll
2: put that one as an asterisk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For all those people counting at home. All right. We got one more question. And this one was uh, from me. Let's see if it can finish strong anyway. The question that we have here from the basement that we'll ask is, this is the midterm elections, right? Will the House and Senate have a shift in majority, meaning so that's going to be both. So what he's asking is 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 both. Uh, Ron asked, will the House and Senate see a shift in the majority? Right. So the answer here is uh, is no. So what do we see? Both we did not. We saw half. Let's see what the eight ball said.
3: The answer you seek is yes.
0: Gonna see it. All right. Well, we did not see it. We saw half of it. And and yeah, I mean, it was very much even late on Election Day, guys, that that could have flipped completely. You could have had both sides of that. Not a great year for the eight ball last year, Len.
4: Uh, you know what? But there's always next year, Joe. There's always next year.
0: Well, coming up right after the break.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it turns out next year's here.
0: <laughs> yes. We're going to ask it another set of questions. We won't know for 12 months if it's right or not. But... We will do that. I think uh, Paula, your idea of a coin flip. We'll see next year how this goes, and maybe we a competition. Maybe, maybe we have to do that next year. But for this year, we're going to give the line the magic eight ball one more shot. But first, before all that, can we
1: ask the eight ball if this year it will get more right than wrong? Oh, a meta question. Len, before we go to the break, let's ask it that, Paula. All right, Mister Predicto, this year twenty twenty three, will you? Answer more questions right than wrong. More questions correctly than incorrectly.
4: Is this the tiebreaker question?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll make this the tiebreaker. (laughs) I didn't play the tiebreaker from last year uh, because
4: wasn't did it get it right? Wasn't necessary. Did it get it right?
0: It did get it right. Uh, Doug, of course, who's a Purdue graduate, asked, "Will Purdue make it to the Final Four in basketball?" The, of course, answer was no, and uh, the eight ball was correct on the okay, tiebreaker so question. so there you
4: go. So, all yeah. right. So, but here's our so, tiebreaker all question.
3: Right. All right. Now is not the right time to do <laughs> <laughs> Way to give a
1: disclaimer, Mr. Predicto. He's got
4: performance anxiety now after all you guys have just – here, let's try again.
1: Might be the first right answer he's given. <laughs> we're gonna
0: stick with mediocrity next year. That is a fine thing to do at a performance review. We've,
4: well, that kills that's a buzz kill, isn't it?
0: <laughs> and for the exciting second half of the show where we think we're gonna suck, we will be right back. and I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash that's M O N A R C H M O N E Y dot com slash Benjamins for your extended 30 day free trial. Well, you know, when I think about Navy Federal, I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. I want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine and my nephew nathan is in south africa as an air traffic controller and in military appreciation month navy federal credit union wants you also to celebrate members many of whom go above and beyond navy federal offers member only exclusive rates discounts and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals it's all branches of the military veterans dod employees and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equalizing lender. All right, time for the Magic 8-Ball to redeem itself against its own... (laughs) Against his own (laughs) prognostication, we're gonna hope against hope that the eight ball gets it right. Paula, let's kick off our 2023 predictions. What do you want to ask?
1: All right, will the U.S. officially enter a recession in the year 2023? Oh boy, are we back in politics again?
2: (laughs) Are we not in a recession presently?
1: (laughs) Um, we're technically. Technically we are not uh yet in what is officially defined as a recession.
2: According to what? Two negative GDP quarters, right? And that the
1: Uh no, no. So that while that is the um common common usage, like that's that sort of the pop definition, it is not the official sanction term. So there's an organization that declares whether or not a recession uh, has taken place. Is this like Poxitani Phil has to Indeed. see his recession shadow?
0: <laughs> what
2: has that official organization used as their official diagnostic test for the last, I don't know, 65 years? <laughs> Two negative GDP quarters.
1: You know, I think that organization, they'll backtrack. Well, no. So I, I can look up the name of this organization, uh, you know, when we're N-B-E-R. not uh, in the middle of this call. NBER. But, N-B-E-R. Yeah, <laughs> it's NBER. <laughs> All right. According to NBER, will the United States officially... Into a recession in 2023. And I suppose to make this question crystal clear, will NBER have declared that or have made that announcement by December 1st of 2023?
4: Mr. Predicto, let's uh, see what you can come up with.
3: The answer you seek is yes.
0: Yes. Well, seeing is how... <laughs> A lot of people think we might already be there. This is almost like CPI, isn't it? Like, oh, no, no, no. Look over there. The inflation's not that bad. Just, just, just look over there.
4: It's fine. I, I just want to be on the record. I think I think Mr. Predicto's off to a good start.
0: Well, we'll, we'll see where this uh, <laughs> magic organization has to declare. Uh, second on the list, uh, Len, would you like to take a crack at it?
4: Yeah, let's see. Um so I bonds are got a lot of press in 2022. They were throwing off uh returns of uh, I think uh over 9% the first uh through May through November and then the latest I bond uh was in at 6.89%. My question for the 8 ball here is will the I bond interest rate that is uh, announced in November of 2023, will that be under 6%?
0: We went from, hold on, just so everybody knows that isn't familiar with this, we went from an I bond that was at nine plus. To an I bond that was at six plus, and you're saying, is it going to continue to deteriorate? That's really kind of yes. what you're asking here. Yeah, yes, the interest rate. Yes, here. so
4: will it be less than six percent? The November, the one that's announced in November of 2023. All, All right, here we
0: go. What do you think, Len? Before you ask, well,
4: that's I I I pulled them away. I pulled them away. Oh, good. What do good. I think? Yes, yes. I, I I do think I do believe the I bond will be under six percent.
0: Yeah, do you agree with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the interesting thing that happened with the November change that most people didn't catch is that they added a base amount for i bonds yes. at 0.4. So, even if inflation goes to 0, you're still going to get 0.4 on that i bond forever. So it's the it's the base amount plus whereas the ones that were prior to that, you know, when everybody's rushing in, you know, October 31 to get their money in at 9.6 those that have a base amount of zero. So those ones could actually go to zero, whereas the one on November 1st could go to 0.4. So, you know, a small change, but interesting to see.
4: Yeah, that base amount is nice. It's like a little, it's like icing on the cake, actually. If you always, you always have that. Yeah, so I always got it. Okay, here we go. Uh, Do I have to formally ask the question again? I don't think so. Let's just go right to the. Are you
2: going with November? Yeah, you're just saying by the end of the year?
0: No, he said the November announcement. The November. There's be one announced
4: in May. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the one in November that's announced on November first, 2023.
0: Is it going to be it. under six percent?
4: Under six percent. Right. Here we go.
3: Yes, without question.
0: Wow. Well, the eight ball agrees with both of you. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm feeling good so far with his answers too. i I'm, I'm feeling good. These seem reasonable. Of course, every year we freaking say this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be interesting listening back in another year and saying, remember it? When we recorded this episode, we were thinking of these concerns. At that time, we were thinking about I-bonds and recession. Remember
0: when we didn't realize that
1: hair loss is going to be the next
0: pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Isn't that great? Remember the world before Disney owned everything? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, OG, you are up to bat, my friend.
2: And yeah, so I'll just keep it going on the recession talk slash interest rates. So uh, will the Federal Reserve lower rates in 2023?
0: So will they by December 1st? What do we want to ask? The, the rates will are lower? Lower
2: rates. Not rates are lower, but will they have a lowering?
0: Oh, will there be a lowering of mm. that? So even a if rate it just,
2: will there be a rate cut? Will there be a rate yeah, cut? Rate will a rate cut? Yep. Will there be a rate cut in 23? Gotcha. Here we go. Let's
3: see. That is a likely outcome.
0: I, last year we took that as a yes. I think we take it as a yes here hmm. that we will I have. An, I don't know. Do you think that, I mean, uh, but you know, Powell, Paula has said he's going to take a breather, but do you think
1: we're going to reverse course on all these Fed raises we've had? I mean, I don't, I don't like to make predictions, but that's Mister Predicto's job.
3: <laughs>
1: Stay in your lane, Paula.
0: <laughs> Quit asking. I thought, hey, Len, if if, if Mister Predicto is not going to get it right, I'm just going to go to you guys <laughs> yeah. for, for the likely outcome. But I think you said not likely, Paula.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, as, as of right now, I, I, there doesn't seem to be any indication of that.
0: I believe that might be the first one the fed gets wrong as well. Oh gee, what do you think about that answer? I think they will. You think they will do a rate cut? Yeah. Well, that kind of goes along with some of the bond fund managers that we've done headlines about talking about how the fed might've gotten a little too ahead of itself, you know, maybe needed to slow down. So maybe put the brakes on sooner. Well, we will see. 12 months from now, we will see. All right, I'm going to go to the basement like I always do, which is our Facebook group. If you want to join, stackybenjamins.com slash basement gets you right to our Facebook group. But uh, I'm going to start with this question from a uh, longtime stacker, Matt Kramer. Matt's question, this won't be the official question, was will gold or Bitcoin be the better buy next year? We can't answer that because that's a yes, no question, Matt. So I'm going to change it up for you a little bit, buddy. I'm going to ask... Will returns of gold beat the return in Bitcoin next year? Will the return in gold between January 1st through December 1st beat the return in Bitcoin? How about that one?
4: I, I want to know that answer.:
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, what do you guys think there? Anybody got a thought or a prediction there?
1: Is, is, is the devastation going to continue in crypto:
2: Bitcoin is on its way to zero?
0: Nope,
1: totally disagree. Crypto is now in its fourth crash, right? Crypto has existed for 14 years. This is currently its fourth crash. It keeps dying and it keeps coming. This back. is
2: the first one that someone's figured out a way to steal $50 billion.
1: Yeah, Sam Bankman Fried is the Lehman Brothers Enron of the moment. And he's probably going to go to jail. I'll, I'll throw that prediction out there. uh, I just
2: love how he's still doing, like, interviews, though. That, like, cracks me up. Like, yeah, yeah, I totally screwed that up. Sorry, guys. My bad. He must not have any attorneys. He must be out of money. Can't hire an attorney. I don't
1: think that he had nefarious intent. Uh, You know, it doesn't seem as though he did, at least not in the beginning.
2: So he's just incompetent. It seemed like
1: he just had mismanagement incompetence, but not nefarious intent. Either way, he lost a bunch of people's money. He's probably going to go to jail.
2: Didn't his parents buy, like, a $120 million Bohemian estate like the week prior to the bankruptcy. Hmm.
1: Well, anyway, it's interesting drama. It's a uh, fun crime TV. That's right. But that doesn't change the underlying fact that crypto is now in its fourth crash and it keeps returning.
0: What's interesting to me, Paula, is in the first 3 you didn't have as big a player as Jamie Dimon coming out against it. In this one, you've got Jamie Dimon going and by the way, and JP Morgan Chase got heavily invested in one point in in crypto and the crypto movement and using crypto. Um, sure. Jamie Dimon is
1: one guy. Why do I care about the opinion? Well, because
0: he heads he up one of the biggest financial institutions in the United States.
1: Yes, that doesn't make him when infallible. When Jamie Dimon
0: talks, he's, 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 no, it doesn't. But you didn't have a name that big in the established Wall Street community speaking about how this thing isn't what we thought it was.
1: Well, you know, there are a lot of people who are uh, betting the other way. A lot of people, a lot of institutions. And I'm not, to be clear, I'm not stating that I think that this is, you know, sell your house and put everything in Bitcoin. I'm not one of those, uh, the crypto weirdos. Maybe just your car. Blockchain. <laughs> but, you know, blockchain technology is only going to get bigger uh, over time. It's it's only going to become an increasing part of our day-to-day lives. And cryptocurrencies are going to be a major piece of that. You know, digital currencies will be a part of the fundamental fabric of our society. Now, which crypto it is? I, I was know. gonna say, I'm on board with digital currency. I don't think I'm with
0: you on cryptocurrency. I think on digital currency, yes. Cryptocurrency, I'm not so sure. I'm much mm-hmm. less sure than I was 12 months ago. 12 months ago, I would have been on board with crypto too. Uh, this year, I don't know. I don't have an official opinion. Mr. 8-Ball does or whatever. What takes Mr. Predicto? Wait. So, what was the question that we asked, Mister Predicto? Yeah, the question is: Is will gold appreciate more than Bitcoin between January first, twenty twenty three, and December first, twenty twenty
3: three? Yes, I am sure.
0: Wow! Hmm. So, gold outperforming Bitcoin.
4: We will see. That's an interesting question. I will say this: This is my prediction. If this is going to determine uh, whether crypto survive or not, if gold and crypto kind of track each other, and especially Bitcoin, that bodes well for Bitcoin. If they diverge, I think that will be the end of the cryptocurrencies,
0: all of them. And we will see. It's it's clearly developing to be a big big story, as evidenced by the disagreement on this panel. I think that, to me, makes it even more uh, interesting.
1: Let's go to the next round, Paula. Round two, what do you got? Uh, you know what? Since we're on the topic, will Sam Bankman-Fried go to jail in 2023? Ooh. Short and sweet, Len.
3: There is no doubt. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
1: Uh <laughs> wow. Well, I mean I I agree. Sam,
0: and I'm sure Sam listens to the show, Sam's like, yeah that that eight ball has sucked so far. I I think the eight ball saying yes he is going to jail makes Sam go, that means I'm not.
4: I, you know what? The answer is no just because, you know, the wheels of justice turn so slowly. I mean, it takes no. it, Was that question about it being convicted or was it going to be arrested? I mean,
1: we asked will he go to jail? Go to jail was the wording of the question
4: so that just means but it doesn't matter whether he's been convicted or not just behind bars at some point
1: yeah and i mean technically jail is distinct from prison but i think because
4: frankly i think it's a loser i think it's, mr predicto's wrong on that because i i don't think they could do a trial and you know how long did it take elizabeth holmes to go from you know the Rano's thing from her being prosecuted. Well, they of, already
0: said that Elizabeth Holmes isn't going to prison until April of
1: 2023.
4: Yeah. But I mean, that whole process started like six, seven years ago, you know?
0: Yes. How long yeah. did it take
1: Jeffrey Skilling and, and, um, Ken Lay. Yeah. Jeffrey uh, Skilling is the only name that I can come up with from that.
0: Yeah. Jeffrey Skilling. And is it Ken Lay? Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. It was Ken Lay. Yeah. Len, you're the man.
4: Oh, Okay. I want to stay, you got the golden Bitcoin and, and I have to ask, I know Paul always asks a royal question, you know, royal family. I have to ask, I always have to ask my own precious metals question. So again, I'm going to ask, get a do over on the silver price. Let's hope, uh, I'm hoping anyways, will the silver price exceed $50 this year in 2023? Retirement
2: depends on it.
3: You said that last year. <laughs> You can rely on that.
2: Good little
4: Mr. <laughs> Predicto. Good boy. Just enough hope. Just enough hope. I don't have to go back to work just yet.
0: <laughs> it just makes me wonder. Just makes me wonder, OG, what kind of Kool-Aid he's been feeding Mr. Predicto. Come yeah. on, Mr. Predicto. Would you like me to tell you bedtime story, Mr. Predicto, about
1: silver? About how great <laughs> it is before he puts you to bed. Mr. Predicto lives in the bunker. <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> oh, gee, uh, you are next up with your second.
2: It's my second one, right? Question. Okay. Yeah. So just a real easy one. A couple of not so great months in 2022 stock market was down. The time we're recording it, there's still time. There's still hope. Come on, baby. Positive. Come on, Santa Claus rally. <laughs> 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 Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy.
0: It's got to be a fat Santa Claus rally. And I'm not talking about i I'm talking about it's got to be P-H-A-T rally. That's yeah, all right with me. We need a fat <laughs> yeah. rally. Baby
2: needs new shoes. Come on. Big money, no whammy. Stop. You can do it. <laughs> so I did read something, and I'm not much of a market predictor or, you know, I don't kind of read into a lot of this stuff, but I did read something that said, you know, after the... Markets down a certain amount, the statistically it's, you know, the next 12 months is going to be higher, yada, yada, yada. So this is just real simple. Is the S&P 500 in 2023 going to have a return greater than 10%?
0: And that has to be by December 1st.
2: Yep. January, December 1st. By December 1st. Okay, here we go.
3: Yes, without question. Whoa.
0: Wow. And I think I think, Og, to your point, that usually is what happens. Isn't that what you just were insinuating?
2: Yeah, I mean, except when it doesn't. So
0: <laughs> it usually
2: happens, except in 2001 or two or most of three or most of nine or 12 or, you know, but whatever. We'll see how it goes.
0: But Len, as this goes on, I'm getting more confidence. I am too. I'm I'm, I'm with you, brother. And the eight ball seems to be calling a pretty good game.
1: Ironically, the one question it seems to have gotten wrong is the question about whether or not it would get questions wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
1: is That's
4: ironic.
0: True. That is true. Either that or
1: we all suck, which is probably,
0: you know,
4: <laughs> could be the case. It seems like it's pitching a perfect game, except for the question about uh, SBK. Or SBF. Is that how it is? SBF?
1: Sam Bankman.
4: I think that one's a total loser, but but everything else I think he's doing very well.
0: Len, I'm going to take a question from the group. It's going to go back toward what you were asking that you weren't able to ask because of Elon Musk taking Twitter private. Tyler asked, will someone overtake Elon Musk as richest man in 2023? Oh, good question. So by- by December 1st, which really would insinuate, right? I mean, because I think he's probably on solid ground with the, his SpaceX work. Tesla might have some issues. But really, Twitter's going to be the, you know, either well, the, the good, bad or the ugly.
1: Before we ask, officially ask this question, given that that some of his holdings are private and therefore any valuation of them is uh, from from a public's perspective is a bit of a, a guesstimate whose data are we using in the evaluating the world's richest person
4: use forbes forbes has the forbes has the i think they have
1: the definitive list i know how that list is put together actually I have a have a friend who works on it really uh they do they do, they have a very rigorous process but of course many holdings are private so sure. they, you know it is an imperfect, it's necessarily an imperfect science.
0: All right. So to make sure, because we're not sure when Forbes will update the list as of Forbes latest, whenever we hit the next recording, will someone else have overtaken Elon Musk as the world's richest man? Here we go.
3: Yes, I am sure.
0: Wow. Wow. Another big one. That says a lot. If that comes true. I think he's, you think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. You think it's right? I don't know. I seriously, I honestly, seriously don't know. I think this is one that could go both ways. I wish I knew more of the inner workings of what's going on there. I think he's probably fine with Tesla and with SpaceX, but Twitter partway done. Who knows is, is the house cleaning he's doing effective or not? Like, I can't wait to see what happens there. 2023 is going to be interesting there too. All right, it's time for our final round. Oh boy. We've had some very serious questions so far, guys, so I'm sure we've got uh just some craziness I feel like coming on this last round. Paula, what do you got for the eight mm-hmm. ball to finish your your questions?
1: Well, as longtime listeners know, every year I always ask a question about the British royal family. This year's question is Prince Harry Is releasing a book called Spare that is set to be released around January 10th, 2023. Will the book Spare sell more than 5 million copies by December 1st?
0: Will Harry's book Spare sell more than 5 million copies? That's a lot of copies. Well, it's probably second to stacked.
4: Then. I was going to say after <laughs> after stack. That's that's really yes. that's getting up into the rarefied air there.
1: I wonder if they'll misspell it on his cake. <laughs> Scare. <laughs> I would love that.
0: I, and I'm sure, by the way, just like we did, they'll go to Albertsons to get their cake. <laughs> but they're like walking in. <laughs>
1: And throw the book launch party in Texarkana.
0: That's right. At Hopkins Feed and Seed, Bar and Grill. Yeah. Okay. All right, Len, let's do it.
3: Yes, I am
0: sure. Sounds like a good bet. I'm I'm on board with that. Paula, you on board with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds reasonable. That sounds like a lot of books. (laughs) (laughs) That is a lot of books, but... It's a big book and a lot of people are interested in the uh, royal family. I mean Paul is not alone there. Len, what do you got for it is your last question?
4: Oh. You know, there's been a lot of talk about um I'll get I'll go way out there. I'm going to go way out there. What the hey? You know, there's been a lot of talk about UFOs and the and the military has been hinting that there's alien creatures out there. They they've seen the UFOs and and they've been they haven't come out right and said that that's happened, but Will there be definitive proof in 2023 that extraterrestrial life exists?
0: What are we going to use as definitive proof? Uh,
4: An alien being. There's either video of an uh, undisputed proof of an an alien being or –
1: Nothing is undisputed. (laughs) We can't even agree on who wins elections. (laughs) (laughs) How the heck? How the heck are we going to do we, this one? We are presently having a dispute over whether or not things can be undisputed. <laughs>
0: I saw a video on TikTok of a alien literally two days ago.
1: Well, let's let's put it so on.
0: if a video is proof, then I have it from two days ago from TikTok.
4: How about this? A reputable news organization, but they actually report and say that yes, an alien being was found or is talking with. The government of whatever, of whichever government, you know, some some report in a reputable major.
1: Let's name the organization. This then gets into the the question of how do you define reputable? Um, <laughs> what, what criteria?
0: Yeah. Let's not even do that, Paula. Let's just cut to the chase and let's name an organization. It'll be easier okay, to look New up York that Times, way anyway.
4: New York Times. New York Times. Mm, how's that? Well, we're going to just say New just York kidding. Times. How about that? Can we agree if it's in the New York Times? There we go. New York Times. Okay. A story on the New York Times confirming extraterrestrial life exists. And I'm not talking about microbes, I'm talking about sentient beings. All right. Here we go.
3: You can rely on that.
2: Oh, you dummy. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> There's a loser. Tried to give him a softball. I see what's up. I see what's going on now. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs>
1: Well, Mr. Predicto. And he did
4: it with confidence, too. That's what's really, dude, oh, my gosh.
0: Which is going to be wild if next year we're all going, who knew? Yes.
4: Yep. <laughs> That's right. You know what? We had the same reaction when it made the Trump call. So who knows? You never know. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. OG, beat that one, please.
2: My kind of off-the-wall one. As uh, something that's going to frustrate you, I think Joe a little bit. I know so my where question you're going. Co- I knew you were going to ask this. Is, what do you think I'm going to ask? I think you're going asking- to ask. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Eight ball. Does Joe <laughs> know what I'm going to ask?
3: It has been determined so.
2: All right. What what am I going to ask there, Mister Joe?
0: You were going to ask if the University of Michigan football team is going to be in the national championship game.
2: Actually, no. I hadn't even thought about that. All right. There there we go.
0: There's the eight ball again for you. (laughs)
2: That that doesn't count. It doesn't count. doesn't count. doesn't count. Redo. Redo. This one hits a little little firmer. Is Bob Iger going to resign from Disney before the end of 23?
3: Oh. Oh.
0: This is another good one with all the turmoil there. Should we say by December 1st? Yeah, by December 1st.
3: Yes, I am sure.
2: Mm-hmm. When he sells out to Apple. Yep. You think so? I don't think he's going to
4: resign that quickly. Maybe he will. My, I think the eight ball's fallen off the wagon. I as do far think. As I think sorry. like the last
0: three questions, the, uh, the eight ball's taken a bender. Like, hey, are we done yet? (laughs) Yep, I just do. Like, it's not even listening. (laughs) Stop. Make
4: it stop. Make it stop. (laughs) All right, the
0: last one, the last one, uh, Glenn here in the basement has a question that I'm going to ask because- As a uh, longtime Detroit Lions fan, I remember in 1977, my uncle Eddie, who was hosting the party at halftime, gets up from the football game where the Detroit Lions are blowing another damn Thanksgiving Day game. And he says, you know what? I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. And he walked out of the room. I didn't think, by the way, that was a big deal at the time. Of course, he was going to walk out. We've all walked down the Detroit lines of frustration. If you're a Detroit fan, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> Not a thing, right? But then it's like 2002, I'm at a funeral for another relative. I happen to be standing next to Uncle Eddie. And like any relative you don't see very often, you just, you know, you got, don't got much to say. And the Lions, I think we're having a decent year that year, if I remember. And I said, hey, how about the Lions? Something big was going on with the Lions. I don't even remember, but anyway, I said, "Hey, how about the Lions? How about how about them?" And he looks at me with a totally blank stare and goes, uh, "I don't, I, I don't know." I'm like, "You don't know, really?" And then I said X, Y, Z, and he's like, "Yeah, there was this game back in 1977, which I remember clearly. When he walked out, he never came back. <laughs> and I look at all the time I've lost, all the years and years off of my life, three hours at a time." Watching the Lions do what they did this Thanksgiving, which a friend of mine, by the way, lives lives in Texarkana, Texas, never stood next to a Lions fan on Thanksgiving. We're standing there watching this TV at a f- mutual friend's house, and he's getting all excited about the game because it looks like the Lions might win. And he's starting to get a little excited, and I just put my arms around him, Len. I put my arm around, not arms, I put an arm around him, let's be clear, and I said... <laughs> And I said, dude, I realize as a new guy at this, you don't realize where this is headed. <laughs> like, you can't get so excited <laughs> because the Lions are going to find a way to blow this. And sure enough, with like five seconds left in the game, the Lions find another way to lose. So, Glenn, I'm on board with your question, which is Will the Detroit Lions lose the 2023 Thanksgiving Day game again? To yes, there it is, it, it came back. Len, that is a truthful statement, that is such a truthful statement, yeah. And what a great place to end it! And on a high note, <laughs> fabulous place to end it. The lines will continue to suck, yes, they will. All right, uh, let's find out what's going on where all you guys live. Oh, gee, uh, big plans here in the new year, big first weekend of 2023.
2: I've got a huge couple of weeks coming up, yeah, a lot of travel going to the Caribbean for a week. It's uh, (sighs) a show off. Yeah. I'll see you dorks later.
0: Yes. And in fairness, you did ask me if I wanted to go. And I said, I would love to go, but I'm just getting back from Europe. Thank you for not
2: going. Thank you, God, (laughs) for saying no.
0: Len Penzo, what's going on at LenPenzo.com here (laughs) in early 2023, Len, what's going on?
4: Well, I'm kicking off the year by reminding everybody everybody, why I'm not going to lend you any money if you ask me for it. So, I have 42 reasons, actually, why I won't lend you the money. You know, we're going to start the year off right. That's my uh, – people do New Year's resolutions. I put out warnings to not, not uh, <laughs> ask me for money. So, stop on by LenPenzo.com and you can read all 42 of my reasons.
1: <laughs> Grandpa Len. Len, I am <laughs> –
0: I am 99% sure that I shared this when the four of us were together in the past, that strategy that one guy uses, where every year he asks his relatives for money, and it's just so they don't ask him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you said that. He's not even trying to get money. He just wants to make sure that he keeps the peace for another year. It's fabulous. I love it. Paula Pan, thanks so much for taking time. I know that it's been really busy for you, and I was so thrilled that you'd come back and spend a couple hours, uh, you know, mixing it up with the 8-Ball.
1: Oh, this has been so much fun. A great break, a great tradition. Like, this is a—it's a time-honored tradition. It would not be New Year's, the the New Year season, without the Magic 8-Ball. My stomach
0: hurts. Uh, it was so fun. But what what's going on at Afford Anything now in your absence? What's happening?
1: So we, we are continuing the podcast. So the podcast will uh, drop a new episode every Wednesday, plus on the first Friday of every month. So that's still going strong. Meanwhile, at Columbia, the first draft of my master's thesis is due on January 13th. Oh, man. So that is uh, deep in the works. And there is a very, very competitive class that you you have to apply to get into. Uh, So it's not enough just to be enrolled at Columbia or in Columbia Journalism School. There's one particular class, a book writing course that is famously difficult. It has its own alumni group just from the course. It has – the Dean sent out like five emails about it. Anyway – I applied. They they only take 15 people. I got in.
0: Wow.
1: So that is about to start. And every single person I've talked to is like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Every person that I have talked to who has taken that class is like, I went in a man and came out a machine. You know, it's uh, famously <laughs> brutal. It's like Columbia's version of the Navy SEALs. Yeah. I don't know what they do to people in there, but it is legendary, and it's uh, a, it's starting on January 19, uh, 1920, somewhere around there. You're going to be doing that with a hiatus, which
4: is amazing, all the more remarkable. I mean, it's just how you can work through that. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> right. With
0: the disability and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had a hiatus and tried to take the book writing course at the same time.
1: Inflicted by my Stacking Benjamin's hiatus so maybe then after the book writing course, I will have my own book and a cake from Albertsons. (laughs) This is New York city. The cake is going to come from milk bar, which says Paula paint. It says Paula paint. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or maybe you can just say Paula (laughs) pain. Yes.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I can speak on behalf of OG and Len, but I always have this weird flex at parties. I'm like, yeah, my friend was on Netflix Yeah, my friend was on Netflix. She's right over there and do the, you know, sun's out, guns out kind of thing. Yeah. Crazy. Well, well, congratulations. It sounds like we're not going to talk to you for the
1: next four or five months
0: as Paula's writing books and telling everybody, no, that's not a birthmark. That's my Stacking Benjamins hiatus.
1: Oh, do you want to know the topic of the book, uh, though? Because we we had to to pitch a book in order to get into the class. It's It's, it's the um... magic eight ball. (laughs) A love story. (laughs) Oh, should we we ask? There's no way to phrase this as a yes or no. Hmm. Wait, Len, I I do have one question for the Magic 8-Ball. Mm-hmm. Will I publish the book that I will be working on in this class? Will I ink that deal in 2023 prior to December 1st?
3: The Signs Say No.
1: Oh. I agree. I think the Magic 8-Ball got this one right. Or Mr. Predicto.
4: Well, well, that's a party pooper.
1: Well, it's just, you know, it's, re- it's reality. But it's going to be a book about financial scams. Will this count?
0: <laughs> Th- that won't count, no.
1: <laughs> it is going to be about financial scams. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, specifically financial scams uh, against the elderly, perpetrated against the elderly. So, wow, if only we had a few of those to go find. Well, I was going to say, I'll, uh, I'll be
4: looking forward to that one, so that's good.
0: It is why Len's looking for ways <laughs> yeah. how to manual it's not a how to manual Len
4: I gotta know what to avoid
0: <laughs> just wonder what side of that you were on Penzo just wondering <laughs> yeah alright everybody that's gonna do it for today thank you so much for hanging out for our Magic 8 Ball episode Doug Man, you got it from here
3: what should we have learned today so what should we have learned today Wait, did we learn anything? I mean, really? Like, did we? It was fun and all, but thanks to Paula Pant for rejoining us today. You'll see her again back here in May, but until then, you'll still find her cranking out episodes of the Afford Anything podcast wherever you listen to our show. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today and for bringing the eight ball to today's party. I mean, you know, the 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 black plastic one, not the other kind. Although, you know, come to think of it, he should probably give his magic eight ball a pep talk after what we heard today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash OG for his calendar. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2023, and is created by Joe Salcijai. Our producer is Karen Repine. The show is written by the brilliant Paulette Perhatch with help from me, Joe, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Take a deeper dive into all the topics we cover on each episode by checking out our newsletter, The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at The 201. Just go to stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Tina Eichenberg makes the video version of this show. And once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude is our social media coordinator and the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement.
0: Do you know Stacy Johnson? I do know Stacy Johnson. OG. I don't think OG knows Stacy Johnson.
2: The name doesn't sound familiar.
0: You sure? You know why I'm asking, right? Oh, I I, I know why. I know why. Okay. <laughs> I don't think OG has been on with Stacy. I think it's been Paula and you and I, Len. Every time Stacy's been on, Stacy loves to flash all those awards of his too.
4: Yeah. The Emmys, Emmys sitting yeah. right behind yes. him, and his the uh, Emmys
1: right. Like right there in the back, no, not even the background, in the foreground. <laughs> <laughs> You're like talking to an Emmy, and then there's Stacy. Yes. And so
0: Len and I last time brought like our Plutus awards that looked like we took like, <laughs> and we put them Came all out, of the out there. Came out the Jack box. <laughs> like, oh hey, Stacy, check out these. Yeah, take. <laughs> He's so damn funny.
1: I went to so at Columbia. The, this building that I'm in right now is the Pulitzer Building. And there's a particular room in here called the Pulitzer Room, and that's the room where the Pulitzer Committee decides who's going to win the award. And so I went to a panel discussion about, you know, a bunch of people who were on the committee were doing this public panel discussion about how they make the decision. And uh, the key takeaway, I remember one guy was like, everyone, just chill. It's just an award. Get over it. It's just an award. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Says the guy that's got like three of them.
0: (laughs)